Hello and welcome to Gravitas Wins Conversations. In the new year, we are attempting something new. In addition to interviewing experts on different fields, KK and I are going to have casual conversations about topics that are interesting to us. We are starting with parenting. We are going to talk about parenting from father's perspective. I hope some of these conversations resonates with you as well as gives you certain insights. KK, thank mm. you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph. I'm excited about this journey together. Yeah, new year, new beginnings. <laughs> new year, new beginnings. Absolutely. KK, before we step into this, let's give some intro of our families, who we are, so that like, you know, our listeners might know what we are talking about. So I'll start. I have two sons and I live in Chandigarh, even though I'm a Tamilian. Yeah. I live in Chandigarh as of now. I have two sons. I homeschool them. It is interesting experiment that I'm doing. I'm homeschooling them for about two and a half years now. I see a lot of benefits, but time to time we also reflect how it would have been if they go to school. So we have that particular conversation often, but they are very interested in homeschooling. So we are continuing to do the homeschooling. KK, what about you? Yeah, that's a very interesting experiment, Joseph, because uh, I mean, homeschooling in this era, although there are a lot of people who are getting aware, but uh, I think it's not for the uh, uh, lighthearted, I would say. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure, yeah, I think I'm not, I don't think I am ready there yet, but going about this sort of a, a journey of homeschooling coming to my family so i have one daughter who is the elder one and uh, she is like almost five and a half years she is in her upper kg and i have an younger son i mean second is a son who is like four years old and he is in the lower kg so fairly young uh, compared to your family <laughs> wave of the parenting only maybe in the last two years because before that they were still young and uh, now the sort of questions my daughter asks versus the sort of things that my son does there's a lot of differences and it exposes <laughs> very different challenges yeah i think so i live in yeah. chennai i live in chennai and my wife is, works for a bank so we have both are two working parents and we have our our parents uh, my mom or my wife's parents live with us to to help us in raising the kids yeah so that's that's something about my family joseph uh, since we are talking from father's perspective how was your father what are the memories of your childhood from from wherever you lived i think you lived in madurai yeah and how that shaped our lives i feel now there is quite a lot of influence of my father on me and uh, for the better i would say although till probably like i had I, i got into marriage right like uh, till i got married we were not very i was not actually very <laughs> close with him after school after the i mean the usual teenage thing and i was little rebellious i chose certain things which he didn't it was not in his realm of approval <laughs> but still one of the things which i like about my father is although at his generation a lot of fathers enforced their thoughts and their wishes on their kids my father left completely to my own which i feel now in hindsight is a big big decision at that point of time because 
if he had persisted, you know, right, like on that generation, like growing up in 80s, early 80s, late 80s, 90s, and that's when my schooling and college, college was in early 2000. So my 10th to 11th, the, the choice of subjects that I have to choose, he, he had a view to, I mean, he had a wish that I would need to go and become a doctor and he wanted me to consider biologically and max grow. Whereas I was, I don't know why I, I was actually against it, but the point was, I was saying that, no, I will go and take computer science and max. And quite to his disadvantage, I did very good marks in computer science in my 12th grade, like 199 out of 200, just missed by a whisker. But with that background, he was expecting me. And that time, the all the rage was like computer science is the degree to do, engineering degree to do. But I went and chose mechanical engineering, which he was dead against. Actually, he didn't even speak to me for some time. Uh, he really <laughs> was very against it. He, I mean, those days, the parents come to the um, son's first day of the college. They they come to pay the fees, all of that. He didn't do any of that. He said that you have made your decision. <laughs> I'm not going to. He didn't say he will not speak, but he, not, he was not speaking to me. He drafted a draft, demand draft for the fees, and he gave it to me and said that this is your college fees go and pay and you'll be on your own and he made all the comforts for me like a school bus everything he afforded he made it he ensured that i get all of that even though we were like very i mean my father worked for a, a gandhi smart midi which is a part of the Kadi and village industries unit it's a very standalone private sort of a thing they they they, uh, I mean, they do these handlooms. I mean, Kadi, Owen, and stuff like that. They, they, uh, they have units that do does handicrafts and other things. So it was more of a village industries promotion. And the sense you produce and you sell and you make profits, you take my, you take salaries from them. So I mean, even when I when I joined my first job, my salary and his salary was same. I mean, I was a little more earning little more than him actually. So that you can see that. Uh, was not making so much money at that point of time and i being a mechanical engineer i was also not i also didn't get a, a great salary in my first thing but uh, just to give a context that uh, i mean we didn't have the luxurious thing or even to certain standard upper class sort of thing but he ensured that we got the best education so he optimized for the best education so he he the school that i studied was those days called as convent school which is one of the best schools at that point of time in madurai so i did almost from second standard to 12th standard in the same school he didn't blink an eye even though the fees and other things were in a private school higher he couldn't afford that but he went beyond his means similarly for my sister <laughs> i mean he he gave that same education in a girls medium school i mean till fifth standard he was she was also studying with me but again right like uh, there was a good girl school uh, closer to the home then uh, she also studied through that and they both are postgraduates. I did my engineering and after that I worked for some time. So all of that, uh, what I'm trying to say is father, my father was very pro-education like because he didn't get the education. His parents died when he was very young. So he was on his own maybe from 16 or 17 years. So he ha also had uh, an younger brother, an elder sister. Elder sister was married, but still a lot of family responsibilities was on him. So they, I mean... Later on, after he died, my father died like two, two years, two and a half years back. After I started going through his old uh, uh, stuffs, uh, I can see the correspondence his younger brother had with my father. So he was like a, a son only to him. And since some of the requests he was asking, like uh, wanting a cycle, things like that, because he was still studying. Uh, my father ensured that he also studied. He got into 
decent uh, government job sort of thing at that point of time. So, so my father optimized for education because he didn't get that enough. And he also had told once, I mean, when we were having our personal chat, that even though he had a college admission, it was barely needed like 200 rupees or something like that when he was become seat was there, but he couldn't offer it because of that. So he optimized for education and food also. He was very, very particular. He, he really brought the good stuffs like vegetables as well as the groceries and all of that. He was not very compromising on the food because he grew up in an agricultural family. So he knew the difference between the sort of food he had when he was not having enough money. So food also was not at all a problem in the sense, although we don't go out and eat all of that, but home food, we had the best stuff that I can think of at that point of time. And so all of that has passed on to me. So now again, for me, what I am thinking is, I think this is also there with a lot of these Tamil families, right? Like we always optimize mostly for the education, the quality of the education, the best school and college and other things. Food also, I think I don't really compromise on where I get the materials or the type of vegetables and things like that. So those are the two, three things which I think uh, are important from me, which I inherited. There are so many other things. Maybe we can continue in our conversation. Just to say, I just want to hear from you. I, you have a very different sort of a background and uh, two working parents mm. and all of that. So how was your <laughs> childhood and upbringing and father <laughs> influence? So... So my dad was a very strict disciplinarian. He was a teacher. Uh, he was a headmaster for a very long time. My mom was a teacher as well in a school. So education was important to us. And my dad was a very, very strict uh, person. So every day, Saturday, Sunday, public holidays did not matter. I have to wake up at 5.30 every day. And I have to study. And obviously there were a lot of fights that would happen i would i would cheat a lot of times of studying as as it would happen and until probably i went to college even even after college i i absolutely hated him to be honest because of his discipline and the strict control that he had on my life in fact, when I went to college, I went to college in Coimbatore, away from my home. For the first few years, I just couldn't decide anything. Even for buying a pen, I would go to the store, I look at all the pens, and immediately, what will Lapa say? And there are times I would come back without purchasing, because I couldn't just decide what would dad want me to buy. Okay. So that is how it was. That that control, even though I was away from home, that is how I was. And I, I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't like that. Even mentally, he had that kind of a control, even though I was away from uh, home. But once I graduated out of college, and even though my dad encouraged me to go for higher studies, I didn't want to take a penny from him. Mm. Because again, that, that kind of a angst was there. So I started working, but only when I started working and started earning money, I realized the life is tough. Yeah. The world is not a fair place. Yeah. That is when I realized, oh my God, how did dad manage all of these things? As you said, for our education, uh, I, I studied in a private school, private uh, college. It, it, it cost a lot of money. Yeah. 
So that's when I realized how did dad manage all of these things? We, we, we never, he never told us, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this sacrifice. I'm earning like this. I'm uh, struggling like this. He never showed any of his hardship at home. We had every day, we had the good uh, snacks in the evening, good food. I, I do, that obviously, we didn't play with all the rich toys and everything. Every year, we would go on a vacation somewhere. I don't think any time I felt that we couldn't afford. But slowly as I went into life and I when I got married and I started building my own family, that is when it struck me all the sufferings that my dad had gone through. And my respect only doubled every time. I would, every milestone that I had in my life, my respect would double. When I got married, when I got the job, when I got married, when I got my first kid, when I got the second kid, when I had to decide where to live, each of those times, that's when the respect for my dad improved, doubled. As they say, first it starts with idolizing your father, then he demonizes as an adult, and then he respects his father. True. So I went through that particular stage. And now, thankfully, he still lives. So whenever I meet him, I go and talk to him as much as I can. I even sometimes record our conversation. I record a conversation that they have with my kids. My kids are a lot more privileged in the sense that they have a grandpa with whom they can talk to. So I record all of that. So some of the things that I learned from my father is one thing is uh, the quality of education that you talked about. That's that's one thing. Discipline. Even today, I wake up at 4, uh, 5.30. Uh, my wife doesn't like it. <laughs> but I wake up at 5.30 every day. And then that is one of the huge benefit for me. True. Before the world wakes up, I could get a lot of things done. And I have a momentum in the day. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the practice that he put in, in into me, inculcated in me. So the discipline, uh, education, I still read, learn every day. All of those things are put uh, forth from him. And how to be a good citizen. That is something that, again, he never talked to us, this is how you need to live, this is the purpose of life, this is what you want, yada, yada, yada. He, he never talked to us, he never preached anything to us at all. Yeah. But he, he showed it by his walk. And so he would be there for any of his friends. So we today we talk about networking. Network mm -hmm. is your net, net worth and everything. He would write letters to all his friends. He will go and attend weddings and kids' birthdays and whatever. Any of those kinds of stuff. So he would, he would go and you know attend all of those kinds of stuff. So... So those are the things that I learned. As I said, I have gone through the particular stages of idolizing him, mm. demonizing him, and then, you know, respecting him. So that's where I have gone. Now, tell me, KK, so mm. how does that reflect in your parenting style? Whatever that you learned from your dad, how, how is it reflecting in your parenting style? Yeah, so I, before that, right, like, I think we all, we both have gone through the same journey, like idol, then demonize, and then we, we get inspired from them. And one point which struck me, what you what you said was, which I also had noted down was, I mean, which I'm starting to apply now to my kids. That's the answer also to that. So you can say whatever to them, but that's like out of 100, maybe they'll take like two. 
but uh, yeah. they are observing you all the time and they are really all ears i think how we behave how we talk what we do where we go i mean things like that right like how i talk to my wife how i talk to my parents how i talk to my in-laws how i talk to them and how i talk to my other friends in over phone and things like that so we don't know what goes into their mind because after two weeks maybe some incident um, something my i might have done and my daughter will come and do something similar uh, to what i did and when i when i tell her that you, you should not have done this she will say that you are saying that i was like i mean uh, this is a big awakening call probably i got only now she is like why i mean once she starts speaking then they start reflecting lot of things right because earlier they were not so speaking i mean my son still is not so i mean evocative as my daughter yet but the point is both of them i i see that okay i think it is one thing we, what we say to them and what we ask them to do and what we also say that don't do all of that but the other thing is it's better you do uh, what you're expected to do <laughs> i mean how they want them to behave yeah i, I just recollect because i'm studying a, a book of gandhi and i grew up in the gandhi museum so his one statement used to be there across all my father's offices and his plays and other things my life is my message so that's very mm-hmm. simple so i think that's that pretty much summarizes what we want to transfer to our kids we have seen it from our fathers it is transferred to us and i don't think why it will not transfer to that and we are already seeing that i already see that okay my kids behave the same way what i or my wife or whoever they are observing whatever their reaction is they just are mirror image so i think that is one hard thing which i learned uh, maybe after 5 years <laughs> into the fatherhood <laughs> but i True. think uh, it's <laughs> better late than not, not <laughs> absolutely <laughs> absolutely right yeah. i mean we we are continuing to learn so as you say my life is my message by gandhi in the corporate world also we are talking about being a men of because we both are men i'm i'm, I'm going to use this particular nouns be a man of your talk yeah. walk the talk and talk the walk for for a very long time you don't understand that because True. you you talk what is acceptable what will make you popular and so on and so forth but that is not really you you that's yeah. not that's not Or what we that's not how we behave when Absolutely. we are in that situation but we expect Absolutely. our team members or our colleagues or managers to behave <laughs> the ideal <True. laughs> so called ideal, ideal. Uh, responses ideal, uh, right okay. <laughs> behavior so so at home also uh, as you rightly said is that you would say something and we mimic yeah we all mimic and kids are the best mimicking agents correct they will mimic their father their mothers and whoever is in, in the home uh, it could be grandpa if in, in your case you are privileged your kids are privileged to uh, live under the blessings of your of their grandparents so whoever they are they are interacting with much they are going to mimic yeah they can say whatever they want but they are going to mimic how they behave exactly so 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 that is one thing that i realized in my case mine is a little late marriage i got married at, at 33 or something so i was hopefully i was i was a little much more mature than otherwise i realized if i want my kids to treat my wife properly yeah i have to treat her properly true in my case it becomes a lot more easier because her name is queen <laughs> rani so i would treat her i mean i have to treat her like a queen, queen. Uh, and and it became a little more easier for me but i realized kids are not going to 
obey mm. what i'm going to say but rather they are going to mimic what i am doing so it puts a lot of pressure as a father if you if you really want to do this in a proper manner it puts a lots of pressure yeah. so which means you have to pick and choose what you want to do yeah not really uh put your hands into too many things and then you know falter in many things rather pick up few things do it well because it's going to put a lot of stress on you emotional stress do that well so that the next generation you are a blessing to them and they are also you know growing up in a in a proper manner yeah so we we you I have to put one one yeah. one thing to ask joseph so because yeah. this could be a little out of syllabus <laughs> <laughs> because you talked about the timing of marriage right so i got married a little ahead of you like i got married at 30 years maybe you are 33 but my kids we got our kids first kid at like i when i was like 35 or so so do you think like the age because you said uh, maybe you are a little wiser because you married at 33 <laughs> i still don't <laughs> take that because i mean marriage is one thing uh, even that is like very tentative you learn on the go like how you manage the relationship what is that but then uh, fatherhood do you think that you being little more aged and other things i mean i'm not saying you per se you but if we get married a little late or Uh, we get our kids a little late things like that the psych- the other social other things are also there but i let let's just stick to um, the age factor to the fatherhood and parenting right like uh, what are your thoughts about that right like because i still feel that i'm not ready <laughs> even after 5 years so, of my first kid and second kid so yeah just wanted to hear so you. so i i think about this a lot i was born to my dad when he was a lot more younger so by that time he was 50 he was still working i had graduated okay and when we got married when when my sister as well as i got married for both of our uh, marriage he was still working mm. so we got married before he uh, retired sure. in my case that's not going to happen <laughs> so i am i'm always aware of that but so that's that's on one side of it one side of the story second men in in my opinion i don't have conclusive proofs here but i this i have studied in in multiple places men mature much slower than women so our wives become lot more mature than us so getting married at 33 is probably the right <laughs> mature age for men to handle the responsibilities that are going to come in because when you are young you are you yourself are trying to find who you are and then there is wife then there is kids you are you are trying to find who you are in the world and all of these responsibilities come in and then you are it's it's a chaotic place in your mind in my case i think by 33 i knew who i was or whom i wanted to be so that helped me a lot so from a so my answer to you is two parts one in my case i think i had achieved some bit of a maturity by that time so it helped me in my opinion to raise my kids in a little more mature manner rather than beating them and there's always a fight at home disciplining and all of those kinds of stuff so i was a little more mature in handling that but i always wonder what's going to happen when i hit 60 when i'm retired and when i'm going to retire and he's still in his 20s 20 late 20s will i be able to support him and all of those kinds of stuff i am because i know that's the reality i'm i'm trying to do what i can for both the boys 
but that is something that i keep thinking about that i'm not stressing much on it but that is something that i think about so that's that's what i would say i think men if see i think i think it all depends on rather than the age as such how mature, mature they are yeah how mature men are i think more and more when i watch the next generation that comes in i see a quite a bit of a maturity even within indian circle there is mm. a lot of maturity i see in the even younger generation yeah because of the exposures and everything see you and i probably the exposure that we had was from our fathers from our own family extended family the society that we lived in yeah. and most of our thought process was shaped by movies that we watched true but today's generation they see the world yeah so that's a negative side to it but there's also a positive side to it so i think they are getting matured mo- lot more faster mm. uh, but again in my opinion it is the maturity that matters and not the age that matters to be a dad or to be a parent thank you it's <laughs> going to be useful for a lot many people <laughs> <laughs> see i think i think the again it also the, depends upon how you how everyone perceives maturity but i think that's a good point uh, joseph like what you made how mature we are and uh, how self aware we are also something which is important i think with the yeah. sort of parenting style and how you treat your kids and things like that see i think i think you touched upon this particular point well kk how self aware you are mm. do you know your own strengths and the limits yeah and so so that leads me interestingly if i may ask what is the kind of impact that the society around us and friends around us have on our parenting do you have any thoughts on that yeah that quite lot i would say joseph like i just want to ju- juxtapose two things right like how our parents my my father my mom and how they have done and how we are doing it i think as a generation for me at least i see from my point of view we are also too much influenced by our peers and society and other things in the way we do things right like i mean again right like coming to your point one one of the point that you mentioned it's not just the kids it's also the parents who are now exposed to quite a lot of things of course kids are mm-hmm. really more anger when they're getting exposed but i think the dilemmas uh, we face we go through are going to be i mean are two different levels but we also go through the same thing right like it could be as simple as like how you do the birthdays for your kids right like now mm, it has become mm. a really a big thing like my kid both the kids right like they they have plans even now like my 4 year old guy he said like 6 months back that for his cake he wanted this themed <laughs> cake and my daughter is very specific about so many other aspects like he gave a list uh, <laughs> like 5 year old he she drew certain things she wrote certain things for this current kartik divam like uh, these are the things we need does not <laughs> i mean as such in the religious uh, realm those things are not needed but in her mind she has visualized that okay kartik divam means we have to do all these things you need balloons you need this that and stuff like that and same thing with the i mean you can imagine for kartik divam she is going to that extent for the birthday she is having her own plans and other things like and i am now realizing like yesterday only she was talking there was one small thing that has happened in her school uh, there was a birthday for one kid and uh, she has given uh, some cupcakes sort of chocolates and some gifts sort of thing some pencil and other things because in a class for her they have given one piece one pencil and uh, a chocolate so on the bus they go they come together my son and daughter my daughter uh, son is anger to her so she has started speaking about this pencil the gift that she got all of that 
and my son immediately she got down from the bus he was starting to cry like i oh i didn't get the pencil i need this immediately why i didn't get the pencil things like that right like uh, see imagine this was a, a decision that somebody else has taken uh, yeah. to give a written gift to her uh, kid or their kid and uh, uh, this sort of a present and other things but it is impacting in you know family when two kids are there one kid is getting something because at yeah. least as parents we know whenever we go out we try to get two identical gifts for both the kids so that there is less friction between them uh, one wanting the other and things like that but these are things which we don't control it is not in your i mean uh, control area right like so i think all of these are getting influenced right like i mean if the the kid i mean if other parents are doing certain things i mean in the place where i live if one family is doing a little lavish parties and other things residents so we go and next time my kids will ask okay we need to do this and uh, we will also be pressured that okay we have gone to them and we have met them and this this that so now we also need to do the same thing right like of course there are things that we can afford uh, compared to my father's generation a lot of things i can afford now it's not a matter of affordability but it's a matter of like what sort of values and what sort of uh, mm. um, things that we give as priorities right like uh, yeah. tomorrow i mean given the economic situation we never know like what sort of a things will happen and uh, um, whether all the things will remain the same whether we'll go up down things like that but the point is because i started at a very low salary package or where i lived and my father's uh, uh, i mean situation the overall environment that we grew up in uh, we are very at least i am very contented with lot of uh, basic things uh, i don't really need an iphone or a macbook or things like that i i'm okay with as long as certain things are being done uh, i'm fine with that so uh, but we can't expect i mean the current environment or the current peer group that we have the society i don't think that's giving us any liberty to do the same thing with our kids right like <laughs> what are your thoughts on that so so one of the thing that i that there are there are few principles i return to often one of the thing is uh, mimetic theory <clears throat> it is by uh, peter tiel made it uh, very famous uh, it is by rene gerard i keep going back to it because we are all mimic mimicking agents we mimic others right we we copy we are clones of others in our desires and everything in our case, in in my case i think i'm a little bit lucky because i live in chandigarh i don't have any family around me um, what i mean is sisters cousins uncles and aunts and all of those kinds of stuff so our going out for parties the, these family parties i mean is very limited so i'm not going for cousin's birthday and then somebody's wedding and that's that's very very limited probably in a year i'm going once or twice so for the for the kids to get exposed to these things is is minimal so for them to kind and and i homeschool them right so so to to get a to get these kinds of influence from school is also limited to certain extent of course they get exposed to other places when you were talking about your daughter planning things for kartike deepa i was only thinking of my younger son so his birthday is coming in february and he's already planning uh, what all what all he wants to do and and as you as your daughter he has a whole bunch of list things that he wants to do what who wants to, whom he wants to invite what he wants to do what he wants us to do and a whole bunch of uh, stuff so they they get influenced in in one way or the other they do uh, get influenced 
but i think in my case i've been lucky because i'm away from my city i'm away from my family uh, and we don't have a big family uh, it is it is me and my sister that's all but the extended family i don't have there's not much of going outs that we have especially to these kinds of festivities and everything so i think the influence is less but nevertheless that happens and for me because i'm here as a cto uh, the peer group pressure is also a lot less uh, in in corporate in the office that i work there is only one cto there is there is only three cxos so the the peer pressure is also a lot less for me but when i was in bangalore when i was working there there used to be a lot of peer pressure obviously how everybody is dressing what cars that they are driving what kind of house that they live in what kind of investments they are making all of those kinds of stuff put a pressure on you but somehow i escaped it now in the last 15 years or so i have escaped it so i wouldn't say there is no peer pressure but there is a peer pressure to to a certain extent i've been able to escape it out so in that i think i'm i'm lucky in that particular sense <laughs> you are getting lucky too many times joseph oh absolutely <laughs> by, by i, I mean anybody by my standards you are already too lucky <laughs> i hope i stay the same <laughs> yeah. i'll 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 talk to i'll talk to your daughter to pray for me in the next kartikeya divam <laughs> she will do that your, <laughs> she will add to that list your dad says this yeah uh, your dad says this please pray for your uncle <laughs> good good yeah. okay it has been it has been fantastic the first session that we have we are we are, we are only getting warmed up yeah so we have you talked about our fathers fathers influence society's influence and our kids expectation on us how us. that is shaping our parenting <laughs> right all of those kinds of stuff any parting uh, kk i think i am really excited i mean the way this conversation has gone so i feel that the objective is one is becoming more self aware because i am talking to another master mm. because i am trying to mimic <laughs> now this concept has been given but the other thing is also that okay for people i mean it's it's more selfish reasons we are doing that but at least uh, there is one person if i can give it to my younger self probably something like this this would have been a, a gift or maybe it would have made a little more maybe i i would have been a little more wiser in certain aspects of it so i think i am really excited about this journey that we are doing good good kk same here i didn't realize it when we were starting this particular when we were planning this particular conversation but as we started with our nostalgic moments about our fathers individual fathers i realized what respect i have my father and the other principles that we talk about frameworks mimic mimetic theories and everything i think as you said probably it will be helpful for our own inner people and for me also it is the whole podcast experiment itself is a selfish affair i i want to learn and that's the selfish affair if even if nobody else learns if i learn something it's good so i'm looking forward to this thank you kk for coming along with this in this particular journey thank you joseph for this great idea execution yeah let's do it next week Thank you for joining us out for this particular conversation. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully KK and I gave you some insights, some food for thought, some ideas that kick started something in your mind. Please join us every alternate week 
subscribe to our youtube channel subscribe to the podcast in wherever that you hear every tuesday we will release this and if you have any comments any feedback any topics that you would like us to discuss please share it we will uh, discuss to the best of our knowledge thank you have a life of wins